Today, we want to do stage four. I like to call it the checkup stage. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. We've been talking about how to make the transition to the Charlotte Mason method in your home school, easing into it little by little. We've talked already about stages one through three, the basics, once a week, and everyday subjects. I recommend that you watch those videos if you haven't already. Today, we want to do stage four. I like to call it the checkup stage. At this stage, I want you to look at three different subjects and just check on them and make sure that you are using Charlotte Mason methods for those three subjects. The subjects are science, math, and language arts. Let's start with science. The way that you would teach science in a Charlotte Mason approach is through living books and narration. We already talked about those in stage one, so watch that video if you need a refresher course. I often get asked, where can I find good living science books? Well, there is a great list on our website. I'll leave a link to that in the notes. You want to pair the living books and narration with nature study. And you're already doing nature study if you've completed stage two, the things that we do once a week. So make sure you're doing both of those things. Now, in the upper level sciences, around, oh, grades seven through 12, let's say, you're going to want to start making a transition in those grades. It's hard sometimes to find a good living science book that has accurate, up-to-date scientific information, that is not filled with evolution, and that actually helps the child learn how to do those upper-level sciences. Many of the good living books at that level will just tell about that particular science. They tell about chemistry or about biology but they don't give the child practice in the math aspects actually doing chemistry or biology or physics. So up in those grades, we like to recommend getting a conversational textbook, one that will help your child understand those upper-level sciences well, but also one that will help them make that transition to textbooks. If they're doing further education upon graduation, they're going to need an introduction to textbooks somewhere along the way. And Charlotte did use some textbooks for her students. So that's where we recommend that you go ahead and incorporate some textbooks, but also bring alongside good living science books that you can pair with that textbook and keep that love of learning alive. Make sure that it's a conversational textbook, one that is very conversational in tone, not just a fact dump. All right, so check on your science materials and make sure that those fall in line with a Charlotte Mason approach. The next subject that we want to check up on is math. Math, in a Charlotte Mason approach, uses everyday objects around the house as manipulatives for the kids to actually see how the math works. They start thinking mathematically and see the concepts in front of them. But then as soon as they can, we set aside those manipulatives. Also, math should be done with short lessons. And by that, I mean in the younger elementary grades, 
you're looking at about a 15-minute lesson for the new concept with a 5-minute review mental math lesson at the end, so 20 minutes total. As the kids get older, you can stretch that out a little bit longer and a little bit longer. But try not to have your younger kids sitting down doing a worksheet for an hour a day. That is not a Charlotte Mason approach to math. Charlotte Mason wanted the teacher, the parent, to interact with the child. It is a wonderful opportunity to build that relationship with your child and to see for yourself whether they're getting it, whether they're understanding. Also, one thing to keep in mind, I mentioned it should not be worksheet-driven. Don't just give your child a worksheet. In the lower grades especially, there was very little handwriting done in math. I know that's kind of a foreign concept to many of us who were brought up on math worksheets. But just as we use oral narration in those younger grades and not any written narration, that carried over into math lessons as well. Most of the math was done orally with the parent or with the teacher, and very little handwriting was done. Because in those younger grades, the kids are still really having to focus on that handwriting. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of mental concentration. So we don't want to steal that concentration and give it to the handwriting when it should be focused on the math. So we remove that obstacle out of the younger kid's way, and we put writing to the side, and we do not require very much of it at all, so that the children can focus on thinking mathematically. You want to make sure that they are learning the why behind the how. It's not just, here's how you do this particular thing. Use this formula and you can figure out the answer to the worksheet problem. No, Charlotte wanted students to know the why behind it, to really think mathematically. There's a great article that is on our website written by Rochelle Baborna, and I'll include a link to that in the notes for you. Then the third subject that I want you to do a checkup on is language arts. You've already been doing some language arts. The poetry that you're reading once or twice a week, that's language arts. The literature book that you're reading every day with your family, that's language arts. The oral narrations that your children are already doing for history and Bible and that you're going to be doing for science, those are language arts narrations. It's oral composition is what it is. So you already have a lot of language arts integrated into the other subjects. What I want you to focus on here and do a little checkup on is just a couple of other areas of language arts. First one is for handwriting. Make sure the resources you are using for handwriting are doing a few things. Number one, keeping the passages very short. We want to focus on quality over quantity. We want our children to give their very best handwriting, and if they do that, they're done. So don't overtax them by giving them this whole sheet that they have to do or that they have to write for 10 minutes. Have you ever tried writing for 10 minutes solid? It makes your hand hurt. So keep those handwriting lessons short. And then the other thing I want you to remember is that what they are copying should be ideas, not just dry facts. Let them have copy work from scripture, from hymn lyrics, good poetry, 
passages from good literature books, things that contain great ideas that will feed their minds even as they are practicing their penmanship. So that's copywork for handwriting. Another area that I want you to check your language arts in is what you're using for spelling. In a Charlotte Mason approach, the children did not do formal spelling lessons until 10 years old. Now they were doing some spelling before that in their reading lessons and even their copy work helps them with their spelling. But at 10 years old is when Charlotte Mason introduced prepared dictation and that is mainly focused on spelling. Now you heard my word prepared when I said that, prepared dictation. It's not cold turkey dictation. Charlotte did not want the children just guessing at how you spell a word because that sets up that eternal debate. You know, we all have some words that to this day we can't remember. You know, is that one E-R or A-R? Because we've seen it both ways and it's set up two images in our heads. Charlotte wanted to avoid that situation for children as much as possible. So she wanted the children to study the passages ahead of time. And then when it's time for the dictation lesson, you make sure that the children know how to spell the words first before you ever dictate the passage. Watch for that area of language arts. Make sure that it's in line with Charlotte Mason methods as well. And then the other one I want you to check is grammar. English grammar. Charlotte did not introduce this subject again till the children were 10 years old, same as dictation. And when she did introduce it, it was a very straightforward instruction. This is a noun. A noun is the name of a person, place, thing, or idea. But then she would bring in good literary passages for them to practice with. Here are three italicized words in this poem. Tell me which one is the noun. Things like that. So even then you can bring in ideas along with the grammar lessons. And then one other thing that I want you to do. At this point, if you have kids who are 10 years old or older, start making a transition to having them do some written narrations. Once they are comfortable with the oral narrations, hopefully by this stage you have become comfortable with the idea of using narrations along with your living books for history, for Bible, and now for science. The older kids, once they have gotten a grasp on their oral narrations, start to make a transition to writing some of those narrations. That is their written compositions. So make sure that you are making that transition for your older children. There's a great video that I did a few years ago called The Natural Progression of Language Arts. I want you to watch that video. It will really help you see how Charlotte laid out this whole progression from the early years, preschool, all the way up to high school. So you see when each part of language arts comes in and how they build on the foundation that was already laid. It makes total sense once you see the big picture. I'll leave a link to that video in the notes for you. So your assignment for stage four. Make sure that the materials you're using for science, for math, and for language arts agree with the Charlotte Mason method 
and if any of them don't agree, then make changes in those as you feel comfortable and as you're ready. Don't forget to check the links down below for the Living Science Books list, for that math article, and for the Language Arts video. And also, if daily lesson plans would be helpful to you in these particular subjects—math, language arts, and science—you can check out our individual studies lesson plans, because those are the subjects that need to be done one-on-one, -on -one, individually, at each child's pace. All the other subjects can be done as a whole family together. I'll put links to the individual studies in the notes as well for you. Next time, we'll look at the final stage for the transition. But look at all the subjects you've already made the transition in. Really, you're doing mostly Charlotte Mason now. Well done. The final stage is just going to be icing on the cake. Some final subjects that you can add in if you want to and as you feel ready.